Hey, you guys, thank you for joining us today on Growth You, the podcast that dedicates its time, resources, and content towards helping moms create sustainable growth systems within their lives, families, homes, you name it. Your ability to create a culture of growth is so phenomenal, and we want to help. So thank you for joining us today on our episodes. Let's get started. Hey guys, I hope your day is going well, and I'm so glad you're taking time to join me. Today's episode, want to shift a little bit. Last week, we talked about shifting energy as we are preparing for empty nesting or walking through that season. And as mothers, we're shifting the energy of active parenting and mothering to a more healthier advising role to allow space for our son and daughters to create their own life path. We're not swooping in, we're not saving, we're not um, keeping them from getting their adult bumps and scrapes because we know that we've instilled into them what they need to be successful. And realizing that the shift is actually harder for us than it is for them. And so talking about those things, and I provided uh, some research in the last episode links. So if that is something that you wanted to listen to, go ahead and check out last week's episode. But going through data, research, listening to conversations, talking to moms, because I'm always talking to dope women, CEOs, who, who are doing dope things in life. And it occurred to me that I keep consistently getting the question of how did you know to do that? Um, I have raised my son mostly single for the last 18 years, 16 by myself. And then I got married in their last two years and my oldest son before he went off to Air Force basics. But There was a lot of things that I did and I would always get that question because I was very open and vocal and transparent on my parenting from the time they were five. And I feel like people on social media have watched my sons grow up and I use the hashtag raising lion kings. And so I have all these years of pictures and posts and stories attached to that hashtag. And the consistent question I've been getting, and even more recently is, how did you know to do that? And I realized that I set up a system and it was natural for me to set up a system and base it on foundational beliefs, but that's not something that comes to people easily. For me as an individual, even as a young a girl in high school. I needed systems to stay focused. I needed a checklist. I needed to set my calendar up. This happens on this day. Practice is on this day. I have to go to work at this time. I needed to manage it because I would get overwhelmed very easily and then would just shut down and take a nap because I was a pro at napping even through high school I would take a nap and I would schedule my life to be able to create that space to take a nap I am successfully and consistently still the same way at 40 years of age thank you but it was a system 
Um, I had a very full plate in high school. I was um, a host of state president. I played basketball. I worked after school as a co-op. Um, and I still wanted to hang around with my friends. I was very, very active and involved in church. And so I needed to create a system so that I could maintain and do all these things. And that followed me later. Even as a young mom, I had my oldest son at 22 and my youngest son at 23. And I was in the middle of a basketball season. So it was a complete mind shift. But some of those things um, came into my parenting. I didn't have those cutesy books and all of those. He stepped, took his first step on this day and, you know, all of those pre-curated things. I did not have those. I did have articles that I would read um, and avid things that I was able to do that I put in place myself. So knowing that this was a consistent question, I decided to put a pause on the shifting. We'll definitely come back to that conversation because it's very important, but I wanted to take some time and go through systems and how that is directly related in the ability to grow yourself and your family in very healthy, productive, and result ways. And so in this episode, why create a system? Um, I'm going to give you five reasons as to why a system is so crucial to sustainable growth, peace, rest, and productivity. We want efficiency, but not in like a business efficiency, but just how well your family and home, even you, create an environment where you can thrive in. And so... I'm going to go through the five just briefly, and then as we go through the series, I'm going to break down and we're going to implement and create some usable tools that you can do to start implementing these things that will create a system. And so if that is something that's interested for you, I'm excited to jump into it. The first thing we want to understand that in order to have a system, you have to structure it. Being an educator of 10 years and a parent and a event planner, I worked for a wedding destination wedding planner for like seven years. Structure is huge. You have to structure what you want. And yes, this requires a plan. We cannot create legacy winging it off parenting, or we cannot give a safe environment, just simply winging it. And so structure, kids thrive on structure. They need to see consistent boundaries and it's healthy because it creates a safe environment. They know where their limit is. They know how much you care for them by the structure that you place. And that's just a maturity thing. We cannot have a structureless household and think that is going to allow growth. That's like having a garden and not tending to it, not putting borders. It will overrun and create this real scary jungle and the city will come and shut it down and then you'll get fined. And that's like really going too far into the scenario. Anyways, coming back. But structure is important. 
Number two, within that structure, you have to create expectation and you have to be consistent in that expectation because they will try that expectation as all people do. People want to know if you are consistent. Do you keep your word even if it is a consequence or a boundary placement? Do you keep it consistently? And students and kids create and build trust in you when they know that the expectation is that you love them enough to help them reach that expectation, but it is there. That is a necessary. And this is for the families that, or the moms that want to be best friends right now in the middle of raising, they need that structure more than they need the best friendship. And it does, there's a balance. There's a season for everything, but to be best friends without creating a systematic structure and expectation in the home is causing so much unhealthy decisions later. And so I mentor a lot of women And that is one of the huge complaints is I wish my mom was more of a mom and not trying to be my best friends. I had friends at school, but I needed my mom to be a mom. I cannot tell you how many times I've been told that over the 10 years of education and mentoring. They need mom. Best friend will come. Trust me. That is that letting go part and that switching over into advisor role when they're ready to leave the house. But during the point of raising in their adolescent and teenage years the most, they need mom, they need structure, they need expectation, they need wisdom. Okay. Number four, training and development. Um, This one was huge for me because being a athlete in college and Um, Being in sports from the time I was six, training and development made sense for me. I didn't really know what to do again as a young mom, but I know growing in church that I believed in the Bible. And so I literally hung heavily on training your child in the way that they should go. And when they get old, they won't depart. That was a verse that stuck up with stuck to me because I related it to my athletic training. And I coupled that together to create that system where the boys knew that this training was to better them later in the game of life and to be consistent. We're doing this now at 12 so that by the time you're 18, you're very practiced in money management um, and systematics and budging and creating a system and talking to your teacher, there were things that I set in place so that later they would be very strong in that skill. And because as an athlete, learning how to, and for me it was basketball, learning how to shoot the ball, free throw form, layups, footwork, all of those were consistently done in practice for two hours every day after school. And because we wanted to get better We practice hard, repetition and growth, IQ, all of those things. That made so much sense as a parent raising my children because I wanted them, you know, replacing a game as life. I wanted them to be impactful, smart, legacy building, enterprising, um, smart in their money and investment. 
I remember the first thing we started investing maybe two years ago before my son graduated and he had a simulation account. So by the time he opened 18, he opened a Roth IRA and then he opened a, an investment account so that he had something on his own, but he had been practicing beforehand because I wanted to prepare him. Um, money management. That was a huge thing for me. How to be a respectful young man, how to be aware that his actions affected other people, how to be a considerate roommate if he were deciding to go to college, be aware of the habits that you have. These were all the trainings that I put inside the home at different conceptual levels. As an educator, I understood that at this age, between 8 and 10, their mindsets could only handle this. Between 10 and 12, this is where they are conceptually. And so I mirrored my training and development based on that knowledge. And was I perfect? No. Oh my God, girl. I dropped the ball so much, but I learned how to be a very apologetic parent. And we created these round tables Um evenings where we could have quote unquote awkward talk or they had license to speak freely if I had hurt them so I could give them an opportunity for me to apologize and we did these things we did these quote unquote team meetings and so if that was how I was going to raise them so that they would not depart based on my faith belief and then I knew that training consistently as an athlete was going to produce that work ethic and i.e. muscle memory memory, that is the structure I placed in my home. Was it perfect? No. Is there any raising that's perfect? I really don't believe. But I know that it created a ton of growth. And that is what you can help for. I cannot write my son's story. That is not my job. But I can create systems within him and practices that would be sustainable um, and that would create adult growth, impactful legacy building growth um, and rest. Rest was such a huge thing, but I'm jumping ahead. Number four was something huge for me. And I really felt like I had to avoid feelings and trauma-based raising. And this is something that I feel like we don't talk about enough as parents, as mother, as women, avoid raising based on feelings and trauma-based raising. Meaning I didn't have a relationship with my mom and I needed this. So I'm going to overly give my boys this. Yes, there is an aspect where that is healthy, but sometimes we go to the opposite ex extreme. If you were not, if you have very strict parents and you are not allowed to do too much of anything as a kid, on the extreme side, you allow your son and daughter to do everything. You're not monitoring their social media access and all of the things that's getting fed to them. You're not monitoring their friend groups. They're staying out way past a healthy curfew because you missed out. You overgave to the extreme where now your child, son or daughter doesn't have accountability and you're frustrated. They won't clean up because you remembered having to always clean and that creates. And that is something we want to talk about. Yes, that required me to spend some time and to flesh and heal my trauma in therapy, in ministry and discipleship with wisdom, with the, the village that I created around me that did take some intense self-aware accountability from me, but it was worth it because because it created some 
stronger boundaries and that I knew that I was not over raising um, and creating generational trauma forward um, from the decisions that I was making. And when I say generational trauma forward, if you are allowed to do things in your younger years from your parents that you know weren't healthy and because you did it, you don't see a problem in your children doing it. You may be pushing forward generational trauma. And, and, And that's something we really want to reflect on. And the fifth thing that I want to take time in this series is rest. When I say we work hard, but we play hard in this house, um, my youngest son loves it. He knows what's coming when he's on top of his stuff. And so it's very important to create a rest and a peaceful, safe space in the home. And that is part of the structure. Um, And for an athlete, that would be spending time in a trainer or stretching or spa day or things like that, creating that space for rest and peace. You will see so much more laughter in your family, so much more gathering and movie time. You won't see your son or daughter tucked off in their room uninvolved because you created that safe, light, healing medicinal space within your home where they feel safe enough to be themselves. Um, And these are the things and the systems that set in place. And so thank you. This was longer than I expected, but this is a series um, that we're going to go into is called systems. And so for the next couple episodes, we're going to really break down the five things that we talked about. And just to refresh, Um, The five components are number one, structure, number two, expectations, number three, training and development, number four, avoiding feelings and trauma-based raising, and number five, rest. Thank you for this time. Um, I make sure you subscribe. I love the fact that you guys are subscribing and listening and encouraging. I really, really appreciate it because this is a growth process for me as I flesh out and build and grow growth culture. This is like my baby. So this has been really fun and different and new. And this is exactly how I'm shifting energy as my sons are leaving the house. Um, and so, yeah, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anchor and Spotify. You have questions or comments because I really feel like this series is going to create some great dialogue. So I would love to hear from you all and then create this village of growth so that we are growing, sustaining. The research will be there. The tools, um, the templates will be involved. So I'm excited. Thank you for allowing me to do this shift. And we will definitely come back to empty nesting and what that looks like. But for now, let's start here and create some tangibles. I really, really appreciate you guys, and I hope to hear from you soon. Bye. All right, you guys, thank you for taking this time with me as we go on our growth journey. It's not always going to be perfect, but it is beautiful and evolving and growing. It can be messy sometimes, but we're in it together. I hope today's podcast was helpful for you in some type of way. To get alerts, be sure to subscribe on Anchor or Spotify. I hope the rest of your day, evening, wherever you are, produces growth and see you next time.